Welcome back to An Evening with Nate. This is a podcast where we talk about a lot of interesting things, a lot of the things that people are passionate about. We talk about the great things that people create. And throughout the past few episodes, we have been talking about stories. Uh, The last episode, we were discussing about telling your story or basically how a story is told, why we tell our stories, and what storytellers expect from their audiences or from their readers or from their um, from their fans, from their consumers. Now this week I'm gonna go off the script a lot because we're going to discuss about when stories uh, when stories fail, when stories don't satisfy, when stories don't land. And honestly, I could have chosen a lot of cinematic bombs, a lot of movies that are sort of universally hated. But in all honesty, one, it would require too much research on my part, and two, it would just be boring if I were to talk about something universally agreed upon. So I'm inviting a little bit of chaos today. I I hope that um, it's going to be an interesting discussion because the next um, example of movies or stories that just don't work out will be something quite polarizing. Um, It will be something that sort of splits people's opinion in one side and the other even though uh, from all the people that I know in real life, most of them share the same, if not a similar, opinion with me. So, what is going to be my pick for discussing stories that don't work out well? Stories that don't land well? Stories that aren't... that just don't seem to incite a positive reaction from its general audience. In respect to my uh, very much present recency bias, I will be bringing up the Star uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy, focusing mostly on the Eighth and ninth movie, which uh, which are the second and the third installment in the sequels, mainly the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. Now, the Force Awakens to me was a lazy cash grab. It was a rip off of uh, A New Hope. It was lazy. It was uninspired. But as a Star Wars movie, it worked, or at the very least, it had fewer flaws. It was the least disagreeable and the most agreeable, which doesn't say much. Because with this trilogy, um, they somehow managed to create something that is worse than the prequel trilogy, which I thought, A, was not possible, two, was not possible. Um, it, it baffles me how a trilogy without Jar Jar Binks 
could end up the way it did. And there are a lot of factors leading up to that, but I don't know. I'll I'll just say right off the bat that The Last Jedi is my least favorite out of the three. It is probably my least favorite Star Wars movie. And I have to say, I am not a critical um, watcher of movies. I usually have to watch a movie like twice or thrice to pick up on... To pick up on its flaws, to pick up on its uh, finer, less appealing details when uh, movies are out. A lot of bad movies are guilty pleasures for me because I am not a critical um, watcher of movies. I think I've mentioned before that I liked the Michael Bay uh, Transformers trilogy, the original trilogy. And it's not just because I watched them as a child, but even as I watch them now, they're 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 good to sort of pass time, and I, I I do enjoy watching them. So what is it about the Last Jedi that annoyed me? Well, um, before before we go there, let's just say that the trilogy as a whole is a mess because there isn't there there doesn't seem to be a, a clear planned out storyline a clear planned out storyboard um, of any sort and I don't know if that is the the fault of the studio I don't know if that is the fault of JJ uh, Abrams whether it's Ryan Johnson's fault but it, it's sort of weird uh, it's a, it's an unprecedented well, it's not unprecedented it's just it's just very weird for for Disney. Uh, or like Star Wars or Lucasfilms, to allow that because here we have a multi-billion-dollar franchise making a movie for for an entirely new generation with a lot of um, merchandise sales just um, hanging on <laughs> as part of the part of the deal, part of the purpose of why it's made. It is uh, definitely a cash grab, but it's a poorly planned one. It's a poorly planned pa- a cash grab, and it's it's rare to see it from Disney because even when they do make cash grab movies, they usually do a better job at it. It's it's really annoying when you when you think about it. it's it's frustrating, uh, in fact, when you see how the trilogy unfolds i was very surprised when i heard that ryan johnson had complete creative control over the last jedi and it's not so much that i distrust ryan johnson um but it's just that i assume the the movies would follow a sort of predetermined storyboard guideline whatever you call it and directors would be in charge for the finer details, you know, the shots, the uh, minor plot points, minor changes in the in the dialogue, even some major changes I would sort of uh, agree with because they need to have a lot of creative control, but a complete clear creative control uh, doesn't seem to make sense when um, it's, a, it's something that definitely um, was supposed to be a trilogy and they somehow don't have um, a plan that that sort of goes over the three movies, and they don't have 
to my knowledge, a person who sort of overlooks all of it the way Kevin Feige does the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we have now just a mess, a mess of three movies. Uh, the first movie that seems disconnected with the second movie, and then the second movie that seems disconnected with the third movie. And in fact, when I was watching Rise of of Skywalker, it it looked like it looked like the directors were just taking turns and mocking each other, which is weird. It's like we're we're watching people. Um, People argue, but they're doing it on a on a multi-million dollar intellectual property. So again, I'm I'm gonna go back to the Last Jedi, and there are several points on why I think the movie was horrible. And even though I don't want it to be that way, I'm gonna have to end up blaming uh, Ryan Johnson one way or another. Because, um, because he had full creative control, and thus we can give him full blame, I guess. Um, where do we start? The movie. I think I'm going to echo a lot of people's concerns, and I apologize in advance if I'm going to waste a few of your minutes. Re reiterating points that other speakers, other content creators, other cr- other critics might have more eloquently explained. Um, let's start with the basic character. I-, I felt like none of the characters were developed well enough, and this is sort of um, a recurring issue in the trilogy. That to the point when it ended, you barely cared for any of the characters. You just don't know, you don't get to know them at all. They do something and they say other things, but you you just cannot seem to form a connection with them. The only people who, I guess, could are the like fanboys or fangirls making Ben X-Ray fan Instagram accounts, which are cringeworthy, and I somehow continue continually get suggested these types of content on Instagram. Just ah, the characters don't feel real. They feel very flat. They feel very two-dimensional, and I think it's because um, he's trying to sort of fit them all in and um, even introduce more characters. One character in particular, Rose, was just, I don't know, horribly written, I guess. And annoying. An annoying character. Um, I definitely have to make a disclaimer here that I'm not hating on her based on her sort of like physical appearance or the fact that she's a woman or or anything of the sort because you know I'm Asian Um, and that's not a sort of a full defense but you get the point you know I have no problem with the director wanting to push diversity into the cast 
because you have to face it. The Star Wars universe was uh, uh, is a galaxy, and if it's it's sort of weird to have only one species. Uh, so one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One um, sort of one skin color of, of 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 human beings. You know, one particular ethnicity of human beings. So it makes perfect sense to have an Asian in there. But Asian or not, you know, black or white, she's a poorly written character. Um, just a lot of cringeworthy lines. Just a lot of cringeworthy lines. And then um, that final scene when she sort of saves uh, Finn is also cringeworthy. The romance between them seems forced and... Um, I think J.J. Abrams agrees and sort of left that out. Such a, such an annoying, such an annoying character. Cringeworthy in, in, in several scenes, especially during the casino scenes. You know, the whole, the whole, okay. So we talked about characters. Oh, Luke. I have to mention Luke. I think they butchered his character. Mark Hamill agrees that they butchered Luke Skywalker's character. Um, again, the problem, I guess, lies with Ryan Johnson or whoever the scriptwriter or screenplay writer is. Such a cop-out. Such a cowardly way of, of, of sort of getting rid of a character. And such a poor way of utilizing these original trilogy characters that we know and we love. Uh, one of the parts that I hate about The Force Awakens is how pointless Han Solo's death was and how avoidable it was, I guess. He just walks towards his son and gets stabbed and dies. And how he's portrait, uh, portrayed as this deadbeat dad. Um, just It's just a stupid sort of... St- stupid take on the character. I mean, I get it. If he's the adventurer type, if he doesn't stick around so much, and if he goes along and and, and leaves Leia once in a while, but I, I wouldn't think that, that they'd have a bitter, this bitter relationship, and then, ah, uh, uh, I'm just going off the rails here. Okay, so, so I hate what they did to Han. I hate what they did to Han. Um, I hate what they did to Luke. Okay, if you want to picture Luke making a mistake, sort of um, exiling himself, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. But it makes zero sense for Luke Skywalker, who who held on and believed in his mass-murdering father until the very end to try and kill his nephew um, in his sleep. Okay, that is... Stupid and lazy writing. And the fact that he just ran away, exiled himself to an island doing nothing, makes even less sense. Um, And I don't know why Ryan Johnson is so adamant on getting rid of Luke Skywalker the way he was sort of eliminated. I don't like the way he died. It was another sort of stupid death scene. 
where his final feat was send a hologram for some reason and um, he dies of exhaustion it's just pointless and it's stupid and I don't mind if you want to take it to a point where the character dies in some sort of a crisis if you want to make a dark twist out of Star Wars but don't make it such a lame death it's a beloved character with a lot of history with a lot of power like canonically um, who in the books became the most powerful powerful Jedi to ever live who in the final uh, you know in in the sixth installment um, managed to defeat Darth Vader this cool character and you want to kill him off by exhaustion it's just a, a ridiculous thing to do so that's the first one character the first major flaw of um, The Last Jedi and one of the reasons why stories sort of don't land don't reach stories fail to impress the audience fail to do their jobs which was to incite reactions that are worthy of the of the source material which I think very few of us experience you can see from the audience rating in Rotten Tomatoes um, so the first is character and, and the second is story and it's gonna tie in a little bit to the character but some of the way from the direction that the story was taken was completely ridiculous to me it seemed stupid a lot of it was unnecessary um, I said in relation to character Laura Dern's character sucked okay no particular purpose other than to be that cool kamikaze hero and you know you look at her being this strong authoritative figure who for some reason is unwilling to explain the plan even though it is a life and death situation and at the end of it the I mean the plan worked but not as well as it should it felt like the story felt askew the story felt unbalanced the story felt unplanned the story felt like it was made by someone who doesn't have a lot of love or respect to the original trilogy and I say this with a heavy heart because I don't want to offend anyone I don't want to talk bad about anyone even though you know it's unlikely that anyone would actually listen to this podcast and be involved in the making of The Last Jedi. But that's how I felt. I felt like the story was handled poorly. I felt like a lot of decisions being made didn't seem to give a lot of care to the original trilogy. A lot of it didn't make sense. And um, within the story, there are logic. 
there is logic and logic uh, the logic within the story may not be the boundaries of logic that we have you know here in our real life but even in the absurd star wars world of the force and stuff there are rules of logic of science of, of the force of whatever it is and the more you think about it uh, the more they paid no heed to it as well the hyperspace thing was dumb i was really impressed by first thought i thought it was cool But when you think about it, and, and hyperspace isn't supposed to be like planes going on a straight line, because then they all crash into planets and, and die. It was supposed to be this sort of um, usage of a wormhole to bend space and time, whatever it is, um, to get from one point to another at a speed faster than the speed of light. I guess that's the underlying concept behind it. So. Um, under the, the rules of that logic, I guess, she was, if, if, if she did activate warp speed there, all she would do is just phase through or like emerge somewhere else. That's just stupid. Um, again, uh, I don't like how Ray was a Mary Sue character, like... Oh, she can do this. She can do this. Oh, oh, she can do this too. Oh, she can do this. Like adding down a list of abilities to her. Endlessly, again, paying no heed to the logical boundaries of the Force. Or basically logical boundaries of how any story is supposed to work. Um, I don't like it. I don't like how she became this overpowered monster. And I don't. I, I mean, even the the sort of. I don't like how they did Snoke. Like story-wise, it it's a stupid take on 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 like making out this cool character to be like a scary and menacing villain and then just killing him like that it's it sucks it's stupid um it doesn't make sense either because you know i thought you were supposed to like be able to sense hostility or something through the force i don't know could be my mistake but again it's stupid and the, the courtroom uh just that that fight with kylo ren and ray Um, was poorly choreographed. If you look at it, like, well enough. I figured that out after a few YouTubers brought it up. Um, it's very interesting. What else? I think Kylo Ren is not a compelling character at all. He doesn't come across as menacing. He comes across as whining. A uh, whiny And um, it's been that way since the seventh movie, I think. And I don't want to blame it to Adam Driver because he is a great actor. He is a cool dude. He's a veteran. Okay. But ever since the seventh movie, they made him this... I don't know what is it with, with what it is with Star Wars and whiny 
villains. Like, Vader was cool. Okay, Vader was super cool. I don't know how both Anakin and, and Ben became these these whiny, conflicted brats. I, I, I didn't like the way they took it. And I don't know, I don't seem to have a lot of sympathy for him. But he doesn't seem menacing or scary or memorable. Um, I hate the movie. If there's anything I can sort of um, commend, like a part of the movie that I can praise, is probably the whole... Um, it's the take that the, the, the force is... People who are force-sensitive, they, they can be like that, not through blood, but just just because they're chosen, you know. Anyone can be a Jedi. And it's a, it's a bold take against the, the, the way that we're used to seeing the, the Force go from bloodline to bloodline, the way the Skywalkers uh, had it. And I thought it was interesting that Rey was just a nobody. Which, of course, leads us to The Rise of Skywalker, which sort of retconned that into saying that she's a Palpatine. Uh, we have Kylo Ren switching sides. Uh, we have Palpatine returning. It was a mess of a movie that tried to cover up its mess by providing a visual spectacle. Which, you know, you have to admit, the, the, the whole image of the of the fleet um it's cool but i want to watch a movie i don't want to have a star wars wallpaper the size of a cinema screen i want to watch a movie here and they didn't give me a good one the movie felt like a big middle finger to ryan johnson which in itself i guess I'm happy about it. It seems just about petty enough. But on the other hand, it, it the the desperation. I don't. I wouldn't call it desperation. The amount of effort they took to reference the scenes or the actions that sort of make fun of Ryan Johnson's interpretation uh, in the eighth movie has its effects on the movie drawbacks that can cause plot holes or just sort of ruin the nuance of the movie as a whole like Kylo Ren putting his mask back together was weird to me um what else um Luke Skywalker's force ghost Preventing Rey from throwing her lightsaber. Luke's Force Ghost bringing out uh, an X-Wing from underneath the waters. Which sort of tells us that if he so desired it, uh, Luke could have gone and, and did not have to become a hologram. 
which again creates a plot hole just for the sake of being petty. Um, I don't like what they did with with um, with Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, whatever. I thought it was stupid. I thought he did nothing. All he did was sort of fight off the knights that he himself selected and trained, the knights of Ren. And then, you know, he had this sort of staring, staring intensely moment with Rey. Palpatine goes on to say that they have a unique bond in the Force. You know, something that hasn't been, something that hasn't occurred in a while. And Ben did nothing. You know, Palpatine just sucked the life force out of him and threw him away like he was a rag doll. And then Ray got two lightsabers, deflected Babatine's force lightning, and somehow through exhaustion she died. Which was stupid because it w- I don't think it was her deflecting the force lightning or her usage of the force. It was the lightsabers. Caused by the kyber crystals. Again, I may be wrong. But it didn't seem like she was using the force to suppress the lightning. The way Yoda did. Because when Yoda did it, he did it with his bare hands. And there was a clear sort of effect, like a sphere of some sort, that showed him blocking the force lightning. I hated how Palpatine's force lightning was made to be far too overpowered, taking out fleets and stuff. Uh, I don't like how the the Force became a plot device. Even the prequel trilogy had enough self-awareness and respect not to use the Force as a plot device. And again, Rey becomes the ultimate Mary Sue, doing feats that she never even trained for. Becoming this behemoth uh, of a of a monster, like like this super powerful Jedi, even though um, she's trained minimally and not under Luke, but under Leia. I thought it was rather disrespectful how they put Leia as a as a character there, despite Carrie Fisher being long gone. It felt like we were seeing a corpse. Talking, a reanimated corpse talking. Like they tried to digitally sort of reconstruct her face, use old unused takes and all that. It just felt disrespectful. So the the intrinsic horrible qualities in this ninth installment added with the fact that it on purpose goes out of its way to contradict the 8th movie in in what can only be described as a petty move. For a movie that deserves that level of pettiness, I still hate the 8th movie more than the ninth. But the dysfunction of The Last Jedi and, and Rise of Skywalker makes it one of the most underwhelming trilogies of the 21st century. One of the most underwhelming sequel. One of the most underwhelming movies ever, you can say, for both of those movies. 
So, there's, there's still so much to rant about. And um, I should have written this down. But you can feel free to just search on YouTube. Because there are a lot of videos with people who can eloquently describe, much better than I can, why the 8th movie, why The Last Jedi was a disaster, why The Rise of Skywalker was also a disaster. And The Force Awakens sucks, definitely. But I thought, at the very least, it was a dignified copy of A New Hope. Um, which doesn't say much. Which doesn't say much, and it still deserves the ridicule that should be directed towards it. And if you like the movies, I'm not judging you. And I'm not asking you to dislike the movies. This is a personal opinion, and I have listed down uh, the problems that I have with this movie. And if those details do not alarm you and do not take away from your enjoyment of the movie, then don't let it. You're lucky. It means that these flaws does not take away from the overall viewing experience. That's a gift. And it means that unlike a lot of people, you have more Star Wars movies to enjoy. Because to me, the entire sequel trilogy provides me with no rewatching incentive other than to eventually critique it even, even more with greater detail. Like the only reason I would consider watching any of the movies again is to gather more stuff to bitch about. I apologize for my French, I apologize for my language, but the movie and the trilogy upsets me, and I feel like it's a great waste of potential. There are so many directions they could have gone with this trilogy, right off the bat. I'm not, I'm not even talking about the 8th and the ninth movie, I'm talking about the trilogy as an entirety. There is, there are so many ways that they could, they could just make the story work. And I don't know how it didn't. Like, wasn't the point of the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, the fact that um, these cult classics, you know, comic books... Um, fictional characters that possess a lot of weight, a lot of cultural significance, that it was possible to craft, to make enjoyable, memorable movies out of them. Regardless of the fact that they are cash grabbed to some people, regardless of the fact that some of the movies are only made to increase your enthusiasm for the next Avengers movie, I don't care. They made it work. Marvel made it work. And I would argue that because of the sales drop that Marvel had uh, near the late uh, 20th century, at this point in time, Star Wars still has a lot more cultural significance than the Marvel movies do. And they managed to mess it up with the, with the prequel trilogy, 
which I which now becomes average instead of bad, and they mess it up again with this sequel trilogy. There are so many ways that they could have gone through with this story. Okay, they didn't even have to be original. There are novelization based on the Star Wars universe that goes um, after the events of the original trilogy. And they still manage to try and come up with something original that ends up painfully unoriginal. That ends up generic, messy, just a frustrating experience to consume. And movies should never be frustrating to watch. I think, I hope. They can incite frustration when they try to send a message or they want to call you to action, when they want to spread awareness about an issue or a social matter. But to make the very act of consuming this piece of media frustrating is one of the biggest sins a content creator can make. And I'm sure that a lot of people will agree with me on this. That viewing the Star Wars movies, having to wait two years for them only to be disappointed again and again and again, is a frustrating experience. So rants aside, what is it that makes stories fail? Well, in essence, the first is the characters. When the characters are either too much too little um, you either have too much information to deal with or you are overwhelmed by too much information about one particular character another sinful mistake to make with a character is to sort of somehow fail to make the audience relate and engage with this character. I think none of the characters in the sequels are as memorable, are nearly as memorable as the characters in the original trilogy. I would argue that I had more sympathy and concern for the characters of Rogue One. Now, what other mistakes can you make with character? Well, when you have a pre-existing character with pre-existing feats, traits, um, sort of uh, personality, and just just a character that people have known and cherished before your movie is made uh, as, as a continuation, uh, don't mess it up. Be consistent. If you want to make a twist, then it has to make sense. Which brings us to the story part. Stories are allowed to be as imaginative as they can. That's the point of fictional stories. But when you are writing something within a set universe and you're continuing it, they need to make sense if the context of that universe. Follow the rules of logic. Um, follow the... And the ground rules, all the physics of that world. Um, second is be original. 
it is all I can say if there are pre-existing mediums of work that contain those characters um, be original I don't want to see um, the second A New Hope when I watched The Force Awakens it felt awfully lazy and um, it lacked originality another aspect of the story is don't subvert expectations for the sake of subverting expectations and I am looking at you with both my eyes staring into your soul Ryan Johnson at least at the very least J.J. Abrams had enough self-respect or self-awareness that when he sort of realized that he wasn't he wasn't the man for the job he copied a pre-existing format and the the final movie was basically uh, a give the fans what they want movie sort of how the, the newest YouTube rewind was at least DJ Abrams had the self-awareness to do that but Ryan Johnson, no, he had to show you that he was a he was a he was a great director, a visionary idealist, and ends up making the worst Star Wars movie in existence. Just twist after twist after twist after twist after twist, and many of them don't make sense. They are detrimental towards the story. They feel stupid. And you know what? I loved Knives Out when it came out, but considering the twists and the uh, here and there and here and there, it, it makes me feel like we should ridicule him the same way we ridicule Michael Bay. Like, you remember how people thought about Michael Bay and his obsession with explosions? People would even go so far as to joke that explosions were his fetish. Yeah, I want people to ridicule Ryan Johnson the same way. Okay. That every that that he was addicted to subversion of expectations. That plot twists turns him on. I don't know. Well, we should do that. Maybe he'd start listening to people for once. Uh, no, don't do that. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. Um, what else? As far as story goes, I don't want to bring this up. And I'm leaving this as sort of an open question. Especially referring to the 8th movie, The Last Jedi. But join me on an adventure, dear audience, and let us recall the moments within the movie. Let us recall the dialogues being said. The characters especially um, new characters being introduced and what they said. Let us recollect on that and also compare it with, if you've seen it, Knives Out. Is it just me or is Ryan Johnson's um, stories seem to be filled with um, they seem to be politically charged 
to a certain extent, leaning towards a certain a certain group of I wouldn't say leaning towards a certain ideology, and it's always nice when directors um, share their values through cinema. I think it's beautiful, but in Ryan Johnson's case, it feels less like a sharing than it is uh, shoving it down our throats. Hmm? I'm leaving this as an open question. I don't want to mention anything. Um, but take the time and realize and reanalyze sort of the content in The Last Jedi, how it's brought about, the dialogue, especially the Casino City thing dialogue, um, and how it was. Hmm? Um, it was pretty politically charged. It, it felt like it was going to teach us something. I don't even want to go through with it anymore. Um, I will not be discussing politics Especially American politics, because I've never even gotten close to America. I am thousands of kilometers away, and it's possible that I will remain that way until the day that I die. So I'm staying away from your politics. But let me just throw out that question and have you reconsider what you think about Ryan Johnson and what he is doing with the opportunities provided with him and think about whether what he's doing is beneficial for the people who share his ideologies or detrimental. Do you think the content that he creates will inspire people to think the way he does? Or will it push people further away because of how such beliefs are shoved down their throats? Now, I'm not saying he's the only one guilty for it. And people on other spectrums of politics may be guilty of the same mistake. Maybe even those who share my political opinions. But today I'm talking about stories that just don't work out well. And I happen to choose Star Wars for that example. And in doing so, I inevitably have to bring up Ryan Johnson into this argument. On that sour note, I think we've discussed all that needs to be discussed. And what else can there what else can I say? Um I will be seeing you on the next episode of An Evening with Nate in a hopefully more light-hearted episode than this one. It's been a blast. Thank you.